We'll get back to your calls in a second, plus the good and the bad from Joe Douglas yesterday, but it is 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with Kevin and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, we as a show are going to go see the Knicks and Blazers tonight at Let's Madison Square Garden. And it got me thinking. Screw the Blazers. <laughs> Nothing franchise. I don't care about the Blazers. Screw the Blazers. They beat the Nets over the weekend. Yeah, they did. The Blazers have provided me nothing in my life. So I'm going to give you the five things that, other than the Blazers to come out of Oregon. The five mm. better things. I, I stumbled. Five yes. better five things. Five better things than the Blazers to come out of Oregon. Okay. All right. Number five. Brent Musburger. <laughs> Is he from wow, Oregon? I didn't know that. How about this? Legendary broadcaster. Born in Portland in 1939. Now. Does it shock anybody that Portland was that settled in 1939 to be pumping out a Brent Musburger? <laughs> That's a long... Think about, like, how, like... You know, you think of Oregon, the trees and everything? What did it look like in 39? You think in 1939, like, it was an unsettled I mean, piece right, of land? There were people there. I, it's not 1839. Yeah, but, like, I mean, there wasn't, like, a what? jack-in-the-box on the highway yet. Boy, your, your kind of brain on history is bizarre. <laughs> what? Come on. You think of Oregon in 1939 looked like this place? Not like this place, but I don't think like in 1939 it was a desolate piece of land. Right. I think it was. All right. All right. Number four. Sabrina Ionescu. She's oh. from uh, Oregon. Well, she starred at Oregon. Oh, I didn't even know that. So, okay. Well, you go part of the Liberty <laughs> Big Three. Not for nothing, Sabrina. You kind of choked in the deciding game. I we was going to say, she didn't come up big in yeah. that game three or five, winner take all. Don't you leave her alone? But positive vibes. I think Sabrina's going to star on a team that wins a championship in this great yeah, city. It's a good one. And she's coming from Oregon. All right. Number three. Nike. Comfortable sneaker. Mm. Good one. Eh, NFL uniforms, but we all like Nike. Yeah, yeah. No longer with Tiger Woods as well. That's right. Nike's so, better than the Blazers. Okay. I'll right. give you that. Number two. Sorry, Sal and BT, but Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> <laughs> the only pass rusher in history to have double-digit sacks under Wink Martindale. Sorry, Wink. Can I take a shot at Kayvon? Sure. If he's so good, how come uh, he kind of, and his play and others forced the firing of a linebacker, Coach? I don't think that, that was it. You said earlier in the show... Look deeper at the numbers and the metrics. Right. The linebacking play wasn't but good enough. That's not why they got fired. Okay. Who other than Kayvon stepped up? Nobody. Yep, exactly. That's why the linebacker coach was fired. <laughs> Number one. All right. The the first thing that's way better than the Blazers coming out of Oregon, I think it's obvious. The Oregon Trail computer game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that... Before Immaculate Grid, before Wordle, I mean, before porn, that's what we use computers for. <laughs> that's a good point. Who didn't love scurvy and a broken axle? <laughs> that was a good game. I loved it. Yeah? All right. All right. Thank you, and Sean. We'll do it. Take care. Cinco de Five, every day, 5 o'clock here on The Fan. By the way, Oregon was founded in 1811, so they had okay, a no, full 128 no. years. You misunderstand. To come to the current. My town I grew up in was founded in 17-something. It didn't look like it looks now. In my mind, yeah, California, busy, the highways. Oregon to me has to be one of the states that was the le- like the least amount of people and settled. it felt like a lot of trees and probably people got places by river and boat. <laughs> I just come on 1939. Um, have you ever been to the state of Oregon? No, but I've watched YouTube videos. No, no I'm just asking. Have you ever been to the state of I've Oregon? I've never been to the state of Oregon. Okay. I've watched a lot of college football. I, know, I get the gist. I went to Oregon one time. Uh-huh. It was on my honeymoon. We had to kind of edit our honeymoon. We were going to Hawaii. 
And we were scared of what was that disease that affected babies? Um, uh, hand foot, no hand no, foot mouth. No, no, no. It's no. Zika. 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 And even though Zika yeah. wasn't in Hawaii, my wife was so nervous and she was pregnant. So we decided let's call an audible. And we went to California, Las Vegas, Nevada, Seattle, and Portland, Oregon. Mm. And I got to tell you, Portland is a beautiful city. Beautiful city. Mm. Loved it. Drove from Portland to Seattle. Beautiful drive. You're right. Lots of trees. Lots of trees. I just, again, 1939. I bet you it's Brett Musburger and the original Oregon Duck, and that's about it. All right. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate it. There's a Cinco de Five. Ryan is in. He's tired of me. (laughs) We're moving on. Ryan is in Ryan, New York. What's up, Ryan? Hey, what's up, guys? Listen, Evan. Yeah. I I, I just want to let you know. So I have a business, and we have a big office in France. Yes. So I called over to make sure that everybody knew about the Nets playing. Oh, yeah, the Nets are playing in France on Thursday against Cleveland. Go ahead. Correct. I can assure you that it has the same level of attention that it has in New York, which is (laughs) nobody knows that the game is happening. The Nets still in the league. Let me counter with this. As you know, and this is my checkmate on Ryan and everybody listening who likes to make fun of the Nets. For everybody listening, as you may know, there have been protesters around New York City. Mm. And yesterday, there was a protest blocking the entranceway to the Williamsburg Bridge. There is a viral video of a gentleman, we all think he's a hero in New York City, who is not happy with this, saying, listen, I understand you're protesting. Get the hell out of my way. (laughs) I need to get on the bridge. Stop interfering with my day. This gentleman got out of his car, told the protesters what he thought, and actually pushed a few of them away and was able to drive past them. Now, you may say, what the hell does this have to do with what Ryan said? That gentleman was wearing a Brooklyn Nets sweatshirt. (laughs) Oh, come on. That's my guy. So That's everybody's he's guy. He's a hero for the Brooklyn populace. He's a hero <laughs> for all of us. Saying, hey, listen, protesters, get the hell out of my way. I'm trying to go home. So for all of you that think, no one cares about the Nets. You know who cares about the Nets? Your hero does. Mm. <laughs> the man who got out of his car and told the protesters, move, bleep, get out the way. Get out the way, bleep, get out the way. <laughs> ja Rule. Oh, I like that. I don't know if you knew that. I like that cultural reference that you just pulled out. Thank you very much. That also was ludicrous. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> I was so happy about my knowledge. I know nothing. All right, real quick, let me get to Joe Douglas. So Joe Douglas met the media yesterday, and Sean did a great job presenting audio of things that he said. But I needed to go back and listen to it to myself. And there were a few things that jumped out at me, all right? There's two really good things and two really bad things to show how fair I am. First of all, Lugie, I want you to play the very short clip that had me excited about what Joe Douglas said about the record. Go ahead. My record's not good enough, Um, and I know that. Perfect. I love that. I just want to give that applause. Yes. My record is not good enough. I know that. Acknowledging the obvious makes it easier for fans to accept that you understand what's wrong. 100%. Because if you just, oh, it's not my not my fault. This has happened, and this has happened, and this has happened, and, you know, these other teams really liked our players type of thing. Like, it, it, it obscures what the fan is angry with you about, which is that you haven't been good enough. Think about your wife or your husband out there. Mm. Acknowledge your mistake. Yes. If you don't acknowledge that you left the toilet seat up, <laughs> you lost half the battle. Go to a different bathroom then. <laughs> Is that your response? 
<laughs> I have so, my own bathroom. Oh, look, you have your own bathroom? Yeah, whoever built our house. Well, I know who built our house. Roy built our house, but he built two, like, bathrooms in the master bedroom. Really? It's <laughs> two full bathrooms in the master bedroom. That's the greatest thing ever. I'm so jealous. Own shower, own bathroom, oh my own God. closet. It's oh amazing. Oh, God. Tiki. <laughs> I you're got now, nothing. You're now envious of It's my like a stadium, a men's room and a women's room. <laughs> exactly right. Yes, that's what it's like. Two bathrooms in a master bedroom. Why are you working with us? <laughs> okay, that's a good question. So that's number one. Joe Douglas acknowledged his issues. But I want to get to number two. He was asked about the quarterback situation and how it was handled prior to the season and not getting a backup quarterback. I didn't like this answer. Yeah, I mean, look, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You know, we, um, we went into the offseason – with the plan of uh, having Zach here with Aaron. It's going to be a great benefit. Um, felt like we went through training camp. Uh, Zach had a great training camp. And, um, you know, we, we, we felt that um, we, had it, we had a good plan in place. Um, obviously, things didn't work. So um, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So it's easy to go back and say woulda, coulda, shoulda. No. But um, no. what in our process no. uh, so was wait, wrong because you try to take all the information you have at hand and make the best of it, the best decision you can make with that information. So um, what specifically um, didn't work with our with, with that with that process? Right, so why are you so upset with that? Oh. Because he, he, look, he acknowledged that they messed it up. Are you serious? I mean, look, they messed up. They thought that Zach Wilson would benefit from being behind Aaron Rodgers. Nobody expected Aaron Rodgers to get hurt. Now, he didn't address, like, after week three, why he didn't do anything. Because mm-hmm. he addressed this as the beginning of the season. And, and you can forgive him for the beginning of the season. No. Not bringing in... No. Someone to challenge Zach. No, no. But after not. you knew that Zach wasn't that guy, yes, it, you should have been on the phones all day. I am very upset with you. Why? Because I thought when you were jumping on the clip that you were jumping on the clip because you were like, "Damn it, mm. Joe Douglas," and you were pissed. Well, no, I and was instead waiting, I was waiting for him to acknowledge why after week three or four, the quarter pole of the season, you're not like. Actively pursuing whoever the hell is available. Okay. So two things. You're right about that. And he didn't that address was, that. He never addressed the part of, hey, after Aaron gets hurt, how come you waited so long to add Trevor Simeon? And by the way, after you did add Trevor Simeon, mm. it took forever to play him, but that's more on the head coach. But what I did not like, there were certain phrases that piss me off. Mm. Hindsight is 2020. No. No, 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 no. To you who delusionally thought Zach Wilson didn't suck at football, you play the hindsight is 2020 game. I sat here and I wasn't the only one. This isn't about me. There were many a Jet fan, and there were many sane people who said to themselves, what a stupid plan. What a half-baked plan to have Zach Wilson sit there as the backup for a year. It's half-baked for two reasons. A, he stinks, so if something happens to Aaron Rodgers, you're bleeped. That's not hindsight's 2020. That's calling it like it's happening. And number two, your stupid plan was going to end with what? What was it going to end with? Zach was going to replace Aaron Rodgers in a year or two? That was never happening. It never made sense from a cap perspective. It never made sense from a contract perspective. So no, Joe Douglas, while I love your first answer, 
in taking accountability. Mm-hmm. You didn't take accountability on that answer. You played the hindsight's 2020, you bunch of Monday morning quarterbackers. That's not true. That wasn't me. That wasn't a lot of Jet fans. Don't give me hindsight's 2020 when we all could see what was happening. We could all see how flawed your plan was. So you know what you should have said? I effed up. Say it again. <laughs> he should have said it a few more times. No, he took it. What he really did was take the, the easy route. Like, it was easy to just stick with Zach and not have to make a hard decision on a guy you drafted number two overall. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get why he did it because if you draft Zach Wilson and then after his second year, you're like, see ya? That's. It happens, and by the way, you should do it. Yes. Because it's better to admit the mistake early than live with it for another season. He should have just got rid of him, but in his mind, he's thinking, I drafted this kid second overall. I have, I owe it to him to give him a chance. That's not a good reason when you just brought in a 39-year-old former MVP and you need a real backup. Look, I, what you just said about it never making sense, I was saying that from the minute they wanted to bring in Aaron Rodgers. Then if you agree with that statement that I just made, then how could you support an answer like hindsight's 2020? No, no, I don't support hindsight's 2020. Okay. What I was saying was, I get that you just wanted to sit there with Zach because you never thought he was going to see the field. Zach was never going to see the field with Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think it was smart to keep him because contractually it didn't make sense, as you as you correctly pointed out. But after – I'm ta- I was reacting to that last clip because after Aaron got hurt and you saw three games in, Zach did basically nothing. Why you took so long to, to uh, pursue someone else? Yeah. Because if you hadn't waited so long – you'd probably get better than Trevor Simeon. No doubt. And I think the other mistake was, if your plan was to let him watch, then he should have watched as a third-string quarterback Mm -hmm. and not as a backup. Your backup, you have to believe, may have to play because injuries happen in the NFL. Yeah. I think it was exacerbated this year, though. We we haven't seen this. I mean, it was an historic year with backup quarterbacks. New norm. I think it's the new norm. I think it's the new norm because of the way quarterbacks play. It's the new norm because yeah. offensive lines have a tougher adjustment from college. And, and it's the new norm because right. there's an extra game. Well, that, but there's also not as many steady starting quarterbacks. Yes. They're just, they're just, they've, uh, they've retired. The Matt yep. Ryans of the world have retired. You know, Peyton, Philip Rivers. Of course, because I worked with them for seven, 18 weeks. <laughs> I know, that's why. But, you know, know. But, but these guys are retired now. <laughs> I get you. I mean, technically, Joe Flacco was retired, but he yeah. came back. So one thing I liked, one thing I didn't like. Uh, you want me to give you another one I liked? Let's hear it. All right. He was asked, uh, assess the job Robert Sala and his coaching staff did. And this may surprise you that a question like that is going to garner an like an approval from me. But I like how he handled it. Go ahead. Robert's the right coach because he's, he's, he's the right no, no, man no, no, for the I job. The um, I don't think that's the clip. I apologize. That's why I pause. Because okay, I don't totally have the questions. Fine. All totally good. Fine. I got it right here. Um, I... I love Robert and his staff. They do they do a phenomenal job, and, and I love their energy. And I've I've talked to you you guys about how how uh, I love how they teach and their ability to connect. Um, but ultimately, um, I need to do better for them. How about that? Mm. See the way that started. I didn't like it. Oh, mm. they're good teachers. Like what? They're good teachers. I mean, yeah, they really taught that well. But what Joe Douglas did is what a lot of Jet fans think. By the way. If we opened up the phone lines, we're not, by the way, to who do you blame, Robert Sala or Joe Douglas? There's a lot of people that will say Joe Douglas. Mm-hmm. There's some will say Robert Sala. Joe Douglas, see, I admire you, Joe. As much as I just killed you three minutes ago, I'm honest. You say something stupid, I'm going to call you out. 
You say something great, I'm going to give you credit. Joe Douglas just died on the sword for Robert Sala. Mm. That was sweet. That takes balls. Well, he also acknowledged what everybody was saying, that the talent just wasn't good enough on the offensive line. Like what, what ultimately mattered. When he says, I had to do better by them, that's what I think he's referring to. I think he's referring to it in general. You're probably right. Specifically, it is the offensive line. But Joe Douglas was asked, what did Robert Sala and the coaching staff do well? And I have to admit, it's a very difficult question because I don't think they did a lot well this year. Mm-hmm. So he gives you the cookie cutter. They teach well. But then he says, I need to do better for them. That take, Let me tell you something. That's a real leader right there. Well, it also that's a real leader, right? But there. it also shows you that he's tied to them. You know what I mean? Like we we talk all the time about should a quarterback or should a, a head coach be tied to the court, uh, the um, the the general manager? Mm-hmm. And it feels like in some instances it's not. Like it almost feels that way with the Jets mm-hmm. that they're not really tied. But what he just said ties him to his to his head coach, and I think you you should do that. Right? There should be stakes for you as well as this head coach that you could fire if you don't really like what he's doing. But you just supported him. Good teacher. He's the right coach. Yada, yada. But I got to do better because if I don't, we're all, we're all gone. But I think he also said in a way, and this is the way I took it, this season's on me. Hmm. That's how I took that from Joe Douglas. And again, there's a lot of Jet fans who feel that way. There are some Jet fans who are like, no, 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 it's the coach. It's obviously a little bit of both if we're being honest about it. I just was surprised he went that far to say that. So I give him credit for that. But here's the bad news, Joe. There's one more clip. And now we're going to get bad again. Because this is where Joe Douglas has asked another very difficult question to answer. Why is Robert Sala the right guy for the job? Robert's the right coach because he's he's the right man for the job. Um, I think he's... Uh, I love his energy. Uh, He's he's smart. he's, He's the right man for this job. I have... Zero doubts about that. You know you answered a question badly when you repeat, I just know he's right twice. Mm. It's like if someone said, why do you think Tiki's the best partner for you? And I'm like, because I just know he's a great partner. Because I just know he's a great partner. And I don't offer anything like, why, why am I a great partner for you? Tiki's very smart. He offers an insight I could never even dream of having. He's got a better, he's got a very funny personality. He loses it on callers. Go every kiss once ass. In a while. Like, there's a lot of reasons. Oh, but if I, just, I played for the New York Giants. You got to put that one in there. Well, I said you offer a perspective I could never offer. <laughs> just kidding. That, that, that's the absolute truth. I can't offer that perspective. Right. But it's, it's, you're, you're, just to back to Joe. Yeah. It's like he wasn't prepared for that question. Oh, stop. I'm He's not, not defend- prepared for no, no. why is Hold the coach on. the right Hold guy? On. He wasn't prepared for that question. He should have been. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> That's my point. Okay. You didn't let me finish. I apologize. You got me excited. Because if he was going to stay, Salah was going to stay as your head coach, you have to have a reason. It was. It's not just because. Oh yeah, we're just going to run it back. I screwed you last year because personnel wise, Aaron. We know all this. All the excuses you want to tick up, you can throw them all up there on the board. But there still has to be a reason to keep the guy, and he wasn't prepared to answer. He it. had no reason. His reason was trust me. Hmm. His reason was trust me, bro. I mean, that was his reason. So there is sometimes like you can't define a press conference as all good huh. or all bad. Most of the time, there's going to be a well, little bit what, of the middle. What would you have said? Like what or what should he have said? Well, the problem, Tiki, is I don't believe okay, he's the but, right coach. But, for okay, the job. but let's just put you in. Let's put you as the speechwriter, okay, for Joe Douglas. Yeah, and 
they're briefing you. They're going to ask this. They're likely to ask this. They're going to ask you why you kept Robert Sala, yeah. why he's the right man for the job. Yep. Evan, what should I say? I would really harp on, I look into my player's eyes and I see the belief. I look into my player's eyes and I see the belief in everything Robert Sala says. He is a leader. They trust him. They believe in him. And I would probably say, yeah, you know, you look at the way the season ended. They Mm -hmm. were fighting at the end in the snow. I don't really want to push that as much. But I would push more the players just so buy in. Right. And then they didn't quit on him. Yeah, which I don't like using, but sure. And then you know what I would do? If you're going to die on the sword of I need to do better, circle back. Uh I didn't give him the right players. And I believe if I did we would be having a very different conversation. And right so now. my job now is to get him the right players. But his so answer. That we all win. That's fine. But his answer to why Robert Sala okay, is just, right for I the just, job. Just, but I, by the way, your answer is why I think Robert Sala is right for the job. You think I actually gave the right answer for I, Robert Sala? You did. His team didn't quit on him. They, they, were they frustrated as hell? Of course. I'm surprised we didn't see a lot of chirping, social media and otherwise. You're right. I get like, that. A lot of like passive aggressive, I hate this guy, but I'm not really saying it, but you know I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear any of that. No, you're right. My honest answer, if you said, okay, now, Evan, tell, talk like yourself, because I don't think Robert Sala is a good head coach, but I also believe the Jets are better off bringing him back. Mm-hmm. And that may sound like a weird contradiction. Like, how could you think that? If you don't think he's the right guy, get rid of him. I believe the best chance to ha- the best chance the Jets have at winning next year is Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback. And with Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback, you're probably not better off having an upheaval of your coaching staff. And if Aaron Rodgers still has a belief in this head coach, as much as I don't believe in him, I believe that still gives you the best chance to win. Yeah. Like this idea of stand up to him. Like I used to have these arguments about the Nets too. Stand up to them at what end? Like, listen, and hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. I know no one cares about it. Where are the Nets now? Like seriously. They finally stood up to them, and they made all these great trades. Yeah, stand up to they, the stand up to, to the, the stars. To the stars, they the KD suck, and, Kyrie. and they're irrelevant. The Nets still in the league. Seriously, that's the truth. And so, people, mostly non-Net fans, would always say, "Stand up to them, have some dignity." Yeah, they're the same people that don't give a rat's ass that the Nets exist right now because they barely do. Mm-hmm. So, the reason I would always say you got to try to make it work with those guys is I knew the truth, which is being proven. Your best chance to win was with them. doesn't yeah. mean you were going to win with them. It just means it's your best chance. So I say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. For all you tough guys that say, stand up to him. Tell him to go F well, off. Take Tell control to- of your organization. Yeah, do that and watch what happens. Do that and you're the Nets. Do that and you have less of a chance of winning than you have now. Don't take that as this is going to be how they win, mm-hmm. but this is their best chance. Their best chance is this. Standing up because you feel better about yourself puts you where the nets are. That's ah, a little apples and oranges based on the sport. Al. No, it's not. It is. First, because basketball, like it or not, we have questioned how good head coaches are based on the talent around. We're talking about a 53-man roster, football, the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. I, it's not to disrespect basketball coaches, but I think coaching's different in football. Is Aaron Rodgers' main priority winning for the New York Jets if he were to put his foot down and say, I'm not playing here if you change head coaches, who a guy who many people deserve. I'm not saying he's doing hard. that, well, but moving on from Aaron Rodgers cannot happen. Would you admit that? Cannot happen. I agree. Cannot happen from a cap perspective. Cannot but, happen from a what-you-do-next perspective. But if if you want – by the way, I'm fine with that, and you want to – you've already gone this far in acknowledging Aaron Rodgers' importance to the organization – 
is if you're Woody Johnson, isn't sitting down Aaron Rodgers and saying, I'm thinking about now and the future of the team and putting him in a room and going, if I make a move, consult with me, you know, if I had uh, like, yeah, but that's given a lot of power to Aaron uh, Rodgers. You know what though? But you seriously, was, that's given but, a lot of power. And I know I said this kind of passingly yesterday. You took an, you took advice from Peyton Manning on Harry Adam Gase, and we know it worked out terribly. Even if Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing for your team, this ownership has shown a willingness to talk to legendary quarterbacks. What's wrong with that? And by the way, setting the team up for beyond Aaron Rodgers with a head well, coach there, I think it's the wrong thing. Yeah, but it, what's look, I'm not going to knock Peyton because I, I like Peyton. I know, I know him for a long time. But Adam Gase felt good to Peyton Manning. But that didn't mean that Adam Gase was had had what it take took to be a great head coach. He just didn't, and ma- a lot of that is Peyton Manning's fault, right? Because right. Peyton came to Denver and he brought his own ways. Like they did what Peyton wanted to do. It wasn't like Adam Gase saying, like we, if with, with Kyle Shanahan, this is what you're going to do. This is how it's going to be successful. The better example is Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, right? Because they right like they're they came from two different places. And they actually battle like what's best for the team, but it, it puts them in a good spot because they're actually having they actually have input. Adam Gaze had no input to that. That was what Peyton Manning wanted to do. It felt exactly like Indianapolis, and they won. And Adam Gaze got credit, and so he felt good to Peyton Manning. So he uh, recommended him. But I don't. What Adam Gaze didn't. Oh, I forget Adam Gaze. If Woody sat down in the room and said, "I just want to call you in, Aaron. Mike Vrabel's available." Your thoughts is is Woody scared to have that conversation with Aaron? But he should because what the hell does Aaron Rodgers know about Mike Vrabel? As a, I'm, see, I'm being honest, I, but like <laughs> I'm being honest as a coach, <laughs> like what does he know? He may not know anything. But right. are you scared to even broach? Would you play for him? Here's the problem. I brought this up weeks ago about Tomlin's availability. That if Mike Tomlin's available, you have that conversation. Yes. And T was right about something. As much as it's boring and dull, he's right. You can't do that. To Robert Sala, you have to fire him. You can't have the conversation as much as I wish he did, which is, hey, Robert, we'd love for you to be the coach of the team unless we can get Mike Tomlin or Mike Vrabel. I like Mike Tomlin. And unless you can do it and actually get the guy, you can't risk firing him and then completely starting over in a make-or-break season that the Jets are facing. Because if they fail next year and Aaron Rodgers gets hurt again, they're going to blow the whole thing up. That's what you're staring at. Real quick, Joe on Long Island. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys, thanks for taking a call. Pleasure, dude. What's up? Um, I was just wondering about, like, the salary cap. Not, well, not the cap, but the salary uh, aspect of this whole thing. I understand yet you have to take into consideration um, that they're already on the hook for Zach. You know, I, I understand you could cut him, but if, you, if you're on the hook for the guy and you guys want them to pay a third veteran quarterback, yeah. right, that, that, that's going to dismiss diminish another position somewhere else. Yeah, but you're weighing. See, here's the problem, Joe. I wouldn't have had a third quarterback. I would have gotten rid of Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to meet in the middle. I'm a nice guy. You want to try to rehabilitate Zach Wilson because that's what Joe Douglas's plan was? Then the only way you can do that is with a real backup quarterback. And if that's going to cost you somewhere else, then maybe it's a mistake to keep Zach Wilson around. That's the problem. Zach Wilson, and I said this a year ago, needed to be off the roster. The charade of one year shouldn't have happened. And yet, we still have people defending it as if it was a sound plan. It was never a sound plan. We'll get back to your calls in a second at 877-337-6666. And Nick fans, you're going to be talking a lot over the next few weeks and months about trade targets. There's one right underneath your nose. We'll explain it coming up. 
Kevin and Tiki on the fence. So tonight, we're having a group outing. We're heading out to MSG to see the red-hot, you-can't-stop-them New York Knicks who have not lost since they made the OG trade. Right. They had a great weekend. They beat the Sixers on Friday night. They didn't just beat the Sixers. They snatched their soul on Friday night. Can I bring a touchdown tiara? What? I got a tiara today. Yeah. On Drew Barrymore's show. And I wore it for our taping. It's obviously a Super Bowl taping for Drew Barrymore. You want to wear this touchdown tiara to Madison Square Garden for a Knicks game? I should. (laughs) Take this thing out. It's amazing. Look how nicely that fits. You know what, Tiggy? You should. I I fully support that. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's It's like it perfectly like forms to my bald head. Do you think if you wear that to the garden, people will stop you and say stuff like, nice tiara? I should. You should. I should should just wear this thing around. People will ask for a picture with you without realizing who they're taking a picture with. (laughs) That's a good point. Right. I am curious, before we get into the Knicks and the Blazers tonight, I haven't, I guess Yankee Stadium was the one time. I haven't hung out with you that much publicly. Are you going to get mobbed? Um, Like, what is it like hanging out with you? Are you attacked a lot? I mean, you're a prominent guy. Not mob, but... There will be a lot of interaction. There'll be a lot of, holy crap, it's stinky barber. No, just people saying, I love the show. Now forget you the show. It's going to be more... I swear to you. Will it be more show or more Dude, football? Catch I was, the I was wall, it. So, I told you guys yesterday, I taped Drew Barrymore's uh, Super Bowl special today, or this morning. The guys there talked about this show. Okay. They didn't talk about... Oh, the Giants, or your career, or blah, blah, blah. They said, uh, you and Evan are great. You know, it's, it's fun listening. I listen to you every day. That's very it's much appreciated. That's, but I have a f- that, uh, Evan, that's what people know me as So now, when you get mobbed York. at the Garden tonight, it will be less about your Giant tenure and more about you people, being a radio People star. aren't going to be like, sign this. I loved you with the Giants. Because maybe some of them are too young. They didn't see me play. I've been that's retired true. for 17 years. Yeah, you're getting right? old. So a lot of it is this. Okay. It's what I talk about. Bad bad Tiki got brought up today. Bad Tiki's very popular. Gotta start asking people they know the difference between me and Lugie's voice, though. By the way, Evan, this might be the first game non-nets that you go to where people don't recognize you because of the beard in here. That's a good point. Yeah. My beard is in full swing right now. It is hairy as hell. And I have to admit, today, uh, I did a little, not trimming, I cleaned up under my neck. You're going out in public. You had to. I cleaned it up. But here's what I couldn't figure out as a non-beard expert. How to make it even. Very much struggled with that. Like, how do you make the line under the beard even? So I struggled with that. It was like a learning experience. I meant to bring the ruler. I forgot it. Oh, yeah. I need a ruler. Yeah, because you got to measure how long this bad boy is. Anyhow, the Knicks play the Blazers tonight. When OG Ananobi is in the lineup, I think the Knicks in their last 100 possessions are outscoring their opponents by, like, 35. It's insane how much of an impact he's made. But tonight... What was that? People still miss IQ. Eh. <laughs> Here's the thing about IQ. The Nick fan knows. Like, let's have a reality conversation right now. It's all complimentary. There'll be no trolling right now. It's a real basketball discussion for three and a half minutes. Then we'll get back to football calls. You guys are not making the big trade. You're going to be making the right trade. Because I don't know if the big trade is out there. I don't know if the superstar is out there. Right now, I think what this franchise needs or this roster needs as they get closer and closer to April and the postseason is tweaking of the roster. So you bring up Emmanuel quickly. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is you need to replace Emmanuel quickly. And tonight, when you watch 
the Portland Trailblazers and the New York Knicks. Don't fantasize about Jeremy Grant. He's a stat whore who <laughs> makes a lot of money and won't be a Nick, nor is he a fit. Don't even dream about Anthony Simons because they ain't trading him. Right? They're building around him and Scoot Henderson. Don't dream about Shaden Sharp. Dream about Malcolm Brogdon. Because Malcolm Brogdon, while that may not be sexy. Oh, it is for me. You're turned on by Malcolm Brogdon? Wahoo wah, baby. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. That was not even on my mind, but you're right. He's a Virginia guy. Malcolm Brogdon is the fit. Now, I'm not saying that's the fit that wins you an NBA championship, but that's the fit that you need. He's 31. He mm-hmm. makes $22, $23 million a year. Yep. Fournier and a number one. Boom, it's done. It's over. Evan Fournier, cat, that's your cap filler. First-round draft pick. And, yeah, you're going to have to give up a first-round draft pick. Why? Because Malcolm Brogdon is a sixth-man-of-the-year guy. That's who won it last year instead of Emmanuel Quickly. But he can provide that instant offense off the bench. He's the guy who can provide the 42% from three. Yep. He's the guy that's exactly what you need. Yep. Tony and- Bennett, defensive marvel. That's he what he knows how to play it. I'm just telling you, <laughs> right? He can shoot, and by the way, he's a great leader. The guy it's, hasn't been in college in nine years. They but called him the pre- but he learned the fundamentals when no, he was I, in Virginia. No, by the way, we got to bring it up because that's what I—that's how I know him. No, I get you, right? So he's going to do everything right, and, and he's he, going to be good for your lock for your locker room, right? They called him the president when he was in Philly. That's true. You know that was his nickname. Mean? I never understood why. Because of Thomas Jefferson, the University of Virginia. Malcolm Brogdon? Brogdon? He went thinking to of the, the University Malcolm. of Virginia. So because he went to the University of Virginia, he was yeah. nicknamed the president. I'm assuming. Or, oh, so you don't even know the answer. I, I, why else would you call him the president? Because he's like a politician? I don't know. Because you know, he lies he's just constantly a good, he's just a in good the locker dude. room. Maybe, maybe, maybe he bridges the gap between the two sides. We haven't had a good dude president in a long time, bro. Well, maybe Malcolm Brogdon should actually run for president. That would be nice. <laughs> it would be. He's still too young. But that's the kind of guy yes, that, A, you can acquire, and, B, look, I'm not going to tell you to put you over the top, over the top. I don't even know what that means. But he makes the Knicks better. But so he's, a, tonight, he's, a, he's, a, he's a valuable piece oh. that, that's not going to be a – it's not a question mark. No. Not worried about the downside. No, you make your team better. And I, I right. think the, the thing you've got to battle with, and this is not an easy answer, is and the, the reason I bring him up tonight is because you're facing him tonight. So if you watch tonight's Knicks game along with us and you're watching the Knicks beat the crap out of the Trailblazers, which they'll likely do for a myriad of reasons I'll get to in a second, that's the guy you can kind of watch with an eye of scouting and saying, oh, that's a perfect fit for our team. But here's really the balance. The Knicks have an excess of first-round picks. There's been this fantasy of saving them for a star. There's not a star available right now. Mm-hmm. And instead of saving them when you've got a legitimately good basketball team, why not tweak what you have and try to get better? So if it's a first-round pick that it costs you to get Malcolm Brogdon, I can't hesitate because I'm fantasizing about Luka Doncic in three years when it's not happening. Right. Give me the answer, Sean, because Sean looked it up. When he came out of the draft combine in 2016, he would dress and speak a lot like Obama and teams started calling him Mr. President. Mm. So <laughs> interesting. Presidential. By the way, that's that's a great actually. That's a great story. That's an awesome story. Your guess was terrible. Why? Thomas Jefferson, Virginia. That was a Virginia Homer take. Of course it was a Virginia Homer take. (laughs) How many other universities in this great country of ours are founded by a former president? I I get you. George Washington University. No, I'm just guessing. (laughs) George Mason. I mean, it was was named after. No, he was not. (laughs) Throwing names out. It was named after a president, not founded (laughs) by the president. I don't know the answer. 
I'm just asking. I don't think there's. I don't think there is an answer. I don't think there's many guys. All right. I know presidents have been so involved. How, so now, now, now that you've just said that, why was my guess so so stupid? <laughs> because it had to do with Barack Obama and not Thomas Jefferson. But I didn't know it had to do with Barack Obama or that he sounds like a Barack Obama in his in, it had in his to interviews. Do, it had to do with the, the forty fourth president. That I know third. is that the second or the third president of the United States was the founder of the university that he attended. Okay. All right, fine. It was a good guess. Go Thank kiss you. ass. <laughs> That's how you should have ended that discussion with me. You know what, Evan? Go kiss ass. <laughs> Bottom line is, when you watch tonight, Malcolm Brogdon's a good fit for your team. Now, one quick thing on why the Knicks are going to win by 30 tonight. And it has nothing to do with just us being in the building. The Trailblazers were in New York City on Sunday afternoon. They beat the Nets in overtime. Mm-hmm. Enough of the crappy Nets. Mm-hmm. They then spent Sunday night in New York City after a victory. Party time. <laughs> then they spent all day Monday in New York City, including Monday night. Part of time. And now it's Tuesday. These guys have been, and the Trailblazers, outside of Brogdon, who's 31, incredibly young team. Yeah. And Anthony Simons is a young player. Shaden Sharp, a young player. Very young team. Like, they're not prepared for this game tonight. Like, who are we kidding? They, mean, just, they just New York city it up okay, they for went two out. and a half How days. How do you know the president wasn't taking them to, like, I don't know, steak dinner at Del Frisco's or something? I think Malcolm Brogdon was taking, like, other dignitaries there. I don't know if he was taking his uh, 20-year-old teammates. Like, after that two-hour right. dinner's over, where do they go after yeah, that's that? That's a good point. Yeah. After the crazy dinner, what happens next? Hey, guys, let's get curfew. Uh, yeah, nah, Mr. President. That's right. <laughs> but I look forward to hanging out with you guys tonight, watching the New York Knicks and the Portland Trailblazers. Let's go Blazers. Let's go Blazers. Can I let's scream wahoo wah from the suite? Yeah, when Malcolm Brogdon, hits, go a, next. When Malcolm Brogdon hits a big three, yeah. which I'll be excited about, because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm rooting against the Knicks. That's, that's who I am. I'm not going to change who I am as a person. I'll respect you guys. I'll talk honestly about you guys. But when I'm in Madison Square Garden, I'm rooting for you to lose. <laughs> when Malcolm hits a big three, wahoo, wahoo. There it is. By the way, no, guys, a uh, little heads up because I'm the only one here that's been to a Nick game with Evan. When the Knicks are up 40, Mr. Smarty Pants over there, he's going to tuck his tail between his legs, a little iPad under his uh, armpit, and he's going to leave. <laughs> like a wuss and a weenie like he always couple does. Things, couple things. Couple things. Number one, I'm not bringing my iPad, so that's out today. Gotcha. I'm with the boys. Mm-hmm. And number two, I leave when it's mathematically over. Shut up. Mm. So if the Knicks are down by 30 with what? three and a half minutes to go. Watch out. You might get banned. <laughs> Evan gets heckled online. No joke. Nick fans give him the business. That's so he wants to avoid it on the exit the, interview. Dolan might like ban you. Dolan loves oh, me. He I'm loves Evan. I'm a customer. Like, I'm a season ticket holder. Now, we're not sitting in our season tickets tonight, but I'm a damn customer. And you know what, Jimmy? I'm a good customer. Well, you can't call him Jimmy now. Mr. Dolan, James Dolan. No, you can't call him Jimmy. When you're a customer, it's Jimmy. Jimmy uh, I don't and Evan. think so. That could get you banned. Yes. Yeah, Evan and Jimmy. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy and Evan. You're a good customer. How many Nick games have you been to this year? This year? Are you talking about this season? This season. Or this, like, particular year? No, no, this basketball season that you own season tickets to, you're a great customer. How yeah. many Nick games have you been to? This will actually be my first game. <laughs> and you still be sitting in your seat? No, we're not sitting in oh. my seats. I just haven't had a chance. I've gone to a lot of net. You know what the problem was this year? There was a lot of net games at home against Nick games that are at home. Like, there's a reason we're going tonight. Nets aren't playing. Mm-hmm. They're and in freaking Paris. Yes. Like, there's been... I'm, I'm Look at the schedule. There's Is been that a home game for the Nets? Yes. <laughs> Which, you know what that means? Evan saves money. <laughs> Just remember, tonight when we're stranded in the city for 75-mile-an-hour winds, it's because the Nets are in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Chris in Sparta, New Jersey. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's up, man? You love your show. Just real quick, diehard Lions fan my whole life, so I get what it's like, you know, since Billy Sims to be around bad yeah. organizations. Oh, wow. But, Ev, uh, you know, 
I got a little uh, discrepancy. Like Wilson, for example, I yeah. don't think he's, I don't think he's as bad as he portrays himself. I think the Jets help destroy talent. I think it starts at ownership, patience, discipline, coaching. Like, look at Flacco flourishing, not on the Jets. Like, I think this kid Wilson is going to come back and haunt everybody. And I think the Jet fan, like the Lion fan, wants a quick fix for years. And we finally corrected this by getting new ownership. You know, Ford gave it over to the daughter, and then they got Campbell, and they got the other guy who's the making all the draft picks. Holmes, I think his name is. He's great. Yeah, Brad Holmes. So I think it's yeah, he's amazing. So I think starting at the top and having patience to develop is what it takes. And, you know, Evan, you're just like, he sucks. Get him out of here. <laughs> I just feel like it's never, like, thought yeah, through. And, like, these kids need development. A lot of things you said I agree with. Like, I, I agree with you. I think a lot of Zach's failures had to do with bad coaching. Mm-hmm. No question about it. I don't disagree with you. But I think a lot of Zach's failures also have a lot to do with Zach. And so I would take the bet that Zach's going to go somewhere and stick it to me. Because the last I heard about that was Sam Darnold. And Sam did stick it to the Jets ever so briefly when they faced him one time. But what is Sam Darnold? Like, what is he? And I think in Geno's case, if you want to bring up Geno Smith, I think even Geno would admit he was not equipped or ready to be good that quickly. He needed to be humbled. He needed to have his failures. He needed to bounce around the league. So when you say the Jets kill talent and then they come back and stick it to the Jets... Who exactly are you talking about when we're talking about quarterbacks? Yeah, the only one that you could even start to talk about is is Geno. And he have you even played? You played one game? I, I can't even remember. What are you talking about? Geno playing Geno in Seattle versus the Jets. Oh, oh you know, I mean, sticking uh, it to the Jets by playing. Yeah. Them. Yeah, I, but that doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's once, but it's more... Did Gino? Did the Jets screw up Gino, and then he went somewhere else yeah. and showed it was a Jet and, problem? And by the way, it was like six years later, seven that, years later, exactly. Like multiple stops. It wasn't just the Giants; right. it was the Charger back. But that's too. that's my point. No, he's talking and, about the Jets. So Jets, then Giants, Chargers, Seattle right. for two years. But and to then, get to that many stops, before, right? That's a lot of stops. But that's my point. That's why I don't even include Gino. Like I can't include him in this because Gino Smith, to his credit, has even openly said, "I needed to be humble," mm-hmm. and he was. Sam Darnold? What is Sam Darnold? Are we scared of Sam Darnold? So right now, as negative as some Jet fans are, as negative as I may be, I'm not fearful Zach Wilson's going to stick it to the Jets. I'm not. Like, somebody will give him a shot. I'm not even sure what kind of shot they're going to give him, whether it's a real chance to start or if it's more of as a backup or he's a project. I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be, but I don't think Zach Wilson's going to stick it to the Jets. No, I don't see that happening because I don't think he's going to go somewhere and be a starter. I think Zach's got a – it's a little arduous journey that he's going to have to pull himself through. Well, what do you think it is going to be? Like, what is the journey he's going to face? Like, someone's going to trade for him. They're not going to give up much, I assume. What, no. like a conditional seventh? Yeah, something like that. So they're going to trade for him. If and not, then what? So he'll end up someplace else. He'll have to compete for the backup job. He's not being brought in as a starter. Right. So he'll have to compete for the backup job. If he's good enough to even win that, he's likely not going to play until someone gets hurt. And if he doesn't make the backup job, I mean, he could be a up and down practice squad guy. Wow! Like, can you imagine that? Think about that. But it feels like that's unprecedented. But it's actually happened. Right? Josh Rosen is the is the prime example. Yeah. And everybody thought he was going to be somewhat of a player in the league. He never really got a shot. And Zach had a lot of shots. He just didn't really 
impress you. Yeah, as much as I will join in on ripping the Jets, and they deserve a lot of credit for their failures, can we blame Zach Wilson a little bit? Mm -hmm. I mean, can we say that maybe he had something to do with him being a bust? Because he was a bust. Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Geno Smith. There's a long history of this now. And, yeah, a lot of it's coaching. I agree. But a lot of it's picking the wrong player. Yeah. Sometimes it's a combination of both. Artie in Brooklyn. Hey, Artie. Hey, thanks for giving me another chance. No problem. Um, What's up? Yeah. I, look, you guys had a discussion way back, I think you and Joe, about where would you rather have the coach or the quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Jets have the If you told me right now, as a Jets fan, you could have Harbaugh or you could have Tomlin or you could have Belichick. Mm-hmm. I drop everything. But with everything that we went through, as far as with Rodgers and stuff like that, there was a reason why that we were so psyched up. We believe not only it's Rodgers, but this team is actually talented enough. Here's a point. If Rodgers started and we didn't make the playoffs, say we had a year like Jacksonville. Okay. Right? Where they fired their defensive corner. They weren't happy with the, the defense and stuff right, like that. Right. We were talking about like we could beat anybody. Even with Rodgers, obviously this team can't beat the Ravens. They can't beat the 49ers. They can't. They're not good enough. Yeah, the way, the, way they're, the way they're constituted right constituted now, yeah. Right now. I mean, but a year from now, yeah. hopefully that's not the same answer. But they got to make a lot. I think that's what Douglas was saying. But what's your, what's your question make, about what's your question about if we were Jacksonville? If the Jets went 9-8 and eight and they collapsed down the stretch like Jacksonville mm-hmm. did, what's your uh, question? Would we get rid of Rodgers after one year? Is that Or get rid of Salah? Like, what's the question? Would we go? Yeah, would we go a different route? Yes. Would, would Douglas say, listen, this thing is not going to work. The, the Rodgers is not good enough. Yes. I'm, if, I'm not saying. No, no, but, but, but okay, I want to answer that question. How does it happen? And by the way, it may not matter how it happens. Mm-hmm. So Trevor Lawrence has been banged up. That's contributed to the Jacksonville Jaguars losing five out of their last six games. If that happens, you know what we call that in New York? Brett Farving it. <laughs> so even if, and by the way, the Jaguars were eight and three. Does that not sound familiar? Because that was yeah. a Jet record. Yeah. So if the Jets started eight and three and they finished nine and eight and they missed the playoffs by S and Y, oh, I think it's anarchy. And it doesn't matter if it's an injury or not. Like if they collapse down the stretch of the season, yeah, we will turn. We'll, we'll get rid of Rodgers. Oh no, no. I think we'd say, okay, we tried. It didn't work. We tried. It didn't work. Can you? I don't know if you can you. The the cap hit is bad. I was just looking at it, but I don't I don't, I don't remember now what I was looking at because I was looking at Zach's cap hit mm-hmm. um, for trading. Like what, what's the penalty for trading him next year at the whatever post whatever whatever it is, and it's nothing. So you can definitely get get rid of Zach this offseason. But I think it's pretty high for Aaron Rodgers. So it's if you're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers. After next year, you're talking. After, I'm talking about now. Next yeah, year. After next year. Yeah. It's like the dead cap is $49 million. Right. There you go. It's a big number for a quarterback. For 2025. To 2025. It's a big number. So you almost need Aaron Rodgers to retire. Yeah, but Tiki, do you think there would be a scenario? Where the Jets collapse down the stretch of the year, whether it's ineffective play or it's Aaron getting hurt, mm-hmm. where that wouldn't become a mutual. Let's get. Let's just break this thing off. I, You're I, likely looking at that if we're projecting ahead. If they miss the playoffs next year, there's going to be a either it's a mutual breakup or it's just a disaster. And yeah, this is over. The only challenge to it I see is that like Aaron's prideful, man. You, you, you might say it's it's hubris and not pride, but still. If he thinks that it's not his fault and 
he wants to still prove it, he's going to want to do something else. I don't think he's going to just walk off into the sunset of failure yeah. here in New York. Right. Especially after all that he said about, you know, at the beginning of the, the first press conference he had and then everything he said all season long. And we know we're going to get the same thing next off season. Like he wants to be successful more probably than anything. And if it doesn't work and it's partly his fault, there's no way he's just walking away quietly. Well, this is, no a, year, this is a year from now and it could get ugly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it could get very, very messy. Yeah. But I mean, if what you're laying out actually happens, it's going to be ugly. Well, first of all, I didn't lay it out. Already laid it out. Okay, whatever I'm already laid out, I'm and not. you're 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 debating or yeah. contemplating. Yeah, it could get ugly. I think if the if the Jets have a missed playoff season next year, we are all very likely agreeing that they have to just give up on this and blow it up. This year, there's the hope of well, Aaron didn't play. It was only four snaps. Yeah, let's see what this looks like. If we see what it looks like and it doesn't work. I think there will be universal, okay, we tried, blow this bad boy up. By the way, baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.